sincerest apologies to Joe Pantoliano for this. Hey, the following podcast contains spoilers for Bound. You have been warned. I'm sorry, Mr. Pantoliano. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another podcast with two goons. We got two goons and the two motherfuckers. Two gabagools. You know, we got the Glenjamin <laughs> Button along with your boy, uh, fucking Miguel Magusto. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm a good. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing it. We're whacking people <laughs> off and on, like Miyagi said. What's that, wax? Oh, I wax thought he said wax. whack. <laughs> Jesus Whatever. Uh, we we got to get past <laughs> yeah, that. We're moving on. How yeah, many movies on. did you watch, my friend? <laughs> did you watch we're any more Italian people just saying things? I did not watch Italian people. I can't I watched, believe it. I watched Jewish people, but I'm not going to touch that with the 39 and a half foot pole, if you know what I'm saying. Little I Grinch. hear you. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched, I watched nine movies. Uh, still jealous of your week, even though it wasn't as uh, distant as I thought. Um, mm-hmm. First one I watched is The Great Outdoors with Dan Aykroyd and John Candy. And, you know, I kind of knew it before, but this movie really solidified how much I don't like Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Uh, he's just the worst part of every movie he's in. And usually I feel bad about saying it because, you know, I know a lot of people love him and stuff. But like, yeah, I think the only one that me personally have ever I was Ghostbusters and he was like you said, they're the weakest in that. Yeah. Like Bill Murray's better in that. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Not Gordon Ramsay. What's his name? Yeah, Gordon no. Ramsay's better than him in that too, and he's not even in it. <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone's better in in Ghostbusters, but uh, yeah, Dan Aykroyd uh, ruined this. I thought John Candy was good as usual. I just wish I got to enjoy it more, but John Candy, not John Candy, Dan Aykroyd just ruined it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fine movie. It's definitely outdated in. It, comedy movies back then had like the budgets of sitcoms, and it looks like it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that. A great outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> then I watched Together Together with, uh, um, uh, what's her name? Patty Harrison. Yeah, Patty Harrison and Ed Helms. Uh, it's essentially about this single man who uh, hires a woman uh, named Anna to be a surrogate for him, you know, so he, because he wants a kid and he knows that, you know, he's kind of running out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just them kind of bonding throughout that process where she's kind of reluctant at first to be close to him. Uh, and Patty Harrison is hilarious, not necessarily in this movie. She's more dramatic in this movie, but she is one of the recurring actors in uh, I Think You Should Leave, mm-hmm. uh, which for anyone who listens to this knows I love that show. You love it. She's the tables lady in season two. Uh, have you watched season two yet, Glenn? I, I haven't finished it. Oh, Glenn. Did you I've get to the table sketch? i a lot sketch? of movies, man. <laughs> Did you get to the table sketch at uh, least? I watched the first two episodes so far. I don't think the table sketch is in that one. But, yeah. Uh, she is in episode two, I believe, where she's in like a shark tank thing and she hates Charlie Brown. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. <Beautiful. laughs> but yeah, that's Together Together. Pretty solid film. Uh, then I rewatched The Green Knight because I had time. Mm-hmm. And nothing new came out and I wanted to see it 
So of I rewatched course. it and I really liked it. And uh, however, I will say it went from being my favorite movie of the year to being my second favorite movie of the year. Okay. Because that what, movie what, nine. What was your second? What was your what, second? Sorry, uh, what was my second? What, yeah. Well, the movie that beat it out for top film of the year did not wasn't was in like fifth, fourth or fifth place. Mm. Uh, but like over time has gone up. It was Minari, which is now third. Yeah. Uh, Green Knight. But then the movie Nine Days, which I saw a few weeks ago, uh, yes, it's just yes. it's stuck with me really, really well. Uh, even more so than the Green Knight, which I really like. So Nine Days is now number one. Green Knight's number two, but I still love Green Knight. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. Nine Days is more my jam. Yeah. Uh, nine Days is as if, like, David Lowry made another movie about souls and stuff, but he didn't. So Those souls. <laughs> Those souls. Uh, so, yeah, Green Knight, great movie. Then I watched Shiva Baby because I watched this list of, like, ten near-perfect movies, and this was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh I would agree that the technique to tell the story is uh, perfect, but the story itself is not perfect, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, it's it's technically, the way it's told is great. It's essentially about this uh, woman who h- hires herself out to be a, uh, a sugar baby, hence the name Shiva Baby, uh, goes back to uh, sit Shiva with her family for a family friend, Mm-hmm. And the last person that hired her to be a sugar baby, which is, you know, a sugar daddy is hiring them yeah. for sex. It's another name for a prostitute, essentially. Um, yeah, he's there. And she finds out he's married and has a kid and everything, even though, like, with them, it's more of a relationship than just being a, a prostitute, essentially. Uh, and, yeah, creates very comedic situations um but yeah it's it's fine it's a fine movie the technique is definitely better than the story itself but yeah that's shiva baby uh then i watched reminiscence uh i watched that at home because i really just didn't care about it and i only have a limited amount of theater visits i can do a week now that i have a baby Mm -hmm. uh so i watched reminiscence at home glad that i did that because i i was between seeing that in theaters or rewatching Suicide Squad in theaters, yeah. and Reminiscence just didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's an interesting story that follows the wrong person. Uh, oh, interesting. Where, where like Rebecca Ferguson's characters is so much more interesting than Hugh Jackman's, mm-hmm. uh, but it follows Hugh Jackman and not Rebecca Ferguson, and it's a detriment to the story, in my opinion. The last time uh, I heard you say that was for Sicario. Yes, Sicario also follows the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sicario 2 did nothing to fix that, which I was disappointed about, even though it does follow him, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. It just it followed him in the least interesting part of his life. <laughs> a little too late, too. <laughs> yeah, too little, too late. Uh, then, yeah, then I rewatched Suicide Squad, which, you know, if you've seen our review video, we both love. It's fucking uh, hilarious. Yeah, I still love it. Uh, Polka Dot Man is still my boy. I want a, a movie with just him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kudos to James Gunn for making, and, and uh, David Desmalchian for making da- Polka Dot Man a ridiculous concept of a character. Yeah. Very, very interesting and entertaining. Then I watched Bound. We're going to get to in that in, in a second. Then I watched Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Sorcerer's Stone, in 4DX with my wife because she's a Harry Potter nerd. Mm-hmm. And Glenn, I know you know this already, but I want to 
paint a little picture. Yeah, this is for, a great picture. To see. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, 4DX is essentially uh, an a, a overly immersive experience for movies. It's more of a ride than anything. It's got yeah, it's moving what, seats. It's everything Martin Scorsese said. Yes. About Marvel movies. It, <laughs> it turns it into a roller coaster. It's got moving seats. It's got wind, the water, uh, smoke, bubbles. Even is, snow. Is there smell? Snow. Oh, snow. Oh, snow. Uh, yeah, it's got snow. Um, does it have smells, though? I don't think smells. Okay. Got, I know it's got, like, flashes, like, for thunder. I, I know when, when, when they showed, when uh, at the feast scene, they, they I heard, like, a, a psh sound, but didn't smell anything, and nothing else yeah, that's, happened. That's weird. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what it was. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Probably moving just seats. Air, but anyway, and and like most seats, the cup holders are attached to the seats. Mm-hmm. So when the seats move, the cup holders move. And this absolute maniac in front of me before the movie started, but after a few trailers in which we experienced movement took the lid off of his 32-ounce soda, mm-hmm. put the lid on the ground so he couldn't reach it, and then put the cup in the cup holder. I don't think you need to be a physicist to know that that is not a good idea. That liquid is going to splash everywhere. everywhere. If anybody's and ever touched any sort of roller coaster ride or anything. Yes. It's going everywhere. Spoiler alert, it did splash everywhere. <laughs> Every time the seat moved, it splashed on his leg. And this motherfucker had the audacity to complain Every time it splashed on his mm-hmm. leg, every time he went, oh, and turned to the person, he's like, it splashed on my leg again. And then they would say something, I'm assuming, like, yeah, no shit, dumbass motherfucker, put the lid mm-hmm. on. Uh, uh, this is just, I don't know why this keeps happening. That's yeah. how I imagined it. When <laughs> I, I, all I, I heard was when people don't research what they're going into. <laughs> well, yeah, but hey, that's what lids are for. That is literally what lids are for. Yeah, and, and it's, it's just like... If it happens to once, your container. <laughs> if it happens once, I understand. Put a lid on. But what is the definition of insanity? Mm-hmm. Having the same thing happen over and over again, and you do the same thing and expecting a, a different result. <laughs> That's not the exact definition of insanity. But somebody wrote yeah. that down. <laughs> so, like, Caitlin and I were the entire time. We're just like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" Mm-hmm. And it was just mind-boggling i've never seen anything so dumb anyway harry potter philosopher's stone sorcerer's stone whatever you want to call it then i watch Candyman. we're gonna have a review probably when this episode comes out we're gonna have a review on our youtube channel uh so check that out Candyman, the new one not the the 1992 one so yeah that's all i watched 10 minutes have gone by glenn i'm sorry to have taken so much time it's what okay movies? i'm gonna blow through mine what movies have you watched uh, so I, I was uh, dog sitting this weekend for my mother while she was at the beach, and uh, first off, I started out with a, a little nice sit down with Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. Except for this was a documentary about how people betrayed him and didn't listen to contracts and shit like that. Oh no! So Bob Ross, happy accidents, betrayal, and greed. It was about uh, the the people he was partnered with throughout his career, doing the paintings and stuff like that. And how they they basically took his uh, will and testament, saying that uh, anything that he had as far as to his name will go to his son and his brother and his brother kind of fucked him over after he died and let Ugh. the partners have everything which was included the 51% of his shares and then the 49% of his son's shares so his son didn't get anything that's fucked and up so like he fought that and didn't even win 
because they they just owned all the rights legally and technically and it it's completely so anything bob ross if anybody buys something bob ross it goes to these these greedy bastards who just fucked over bob ross i i hate people like that like, oh yeah so so fucking people are shitty. so willing to screw over nice people it's insane yeah just for money too like guess what Mm-hmm. No one's gonna fucking remember you when you die, so yeah, don't be a fucking asshole. So, so it uh, <sighs> it definitely made me never want to buy anything Bob Ross as much as that hurts my heart. I do have like a Funko Pop, and kind of knowing that that went to those people kind of hurts my soul. Yeah, I have not given any money to Bob Ross, but mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know that. It's just yeah, not. I like Bob Ross, but not enough to buy stuff. Yeah, I don't uh, blame you, but, uh, but yeah, I probably won't up. be buying anything about that in the future i'll be doing his paintings though for sure yeah I, I love the man and he has a soothing voice puts me to sleep sometimes and his mm-hmm. paintings are works of art because they're literally works of art anyway, yes, they are. after that i uh i had watched uh million dollar baby at one point and i wanted to rewatch it because i didn't remember shit about it yeah uh so i rewatched that it's great film as always uh if you haven't watched it i would definitely recommend i wish i know he's a director known for kind of like he does like the first takes and that's really it. I wish he would have done more for the fight scenes because they kind of show off they're not actually hitting each other and shit oh, yeah. like that. It's it's fine with like just speaking scenes. Yeah. Uh but with action scenes you need a few takes. Yeah, I'm not saying go all out and like Dolph Lundgren and Sylvester Stallone where they actually knock each other out or anything like that. Yeah. Or, but like I mean they could have did a couple better you know shots but anyway it's a great movie obviously the second half for me is much better than the first half but onward uh the next one i watched was a uh robert de niro film called uh midnight run which is a is a little comedy where he's a bounty hunter taking in uh one of his little suspects mm-hmm. in for some money and dear god is like not many people can kind of upstage de niro for me but uh, Charles Grodin in this was so fucking funny. Oh, yeah, he's great. And just how innocent he or was. and just, was great. Yeah, and just how great he was and how his comedic timing throughout. Just, like, <laughs> just bothering De Niro for shit was so funny. Yeah. To me. Did you watch it because he died this year or just it just popped I, up? It was just on Netflix and I wanted to see another De Niro yeah. film. I saw that movie like three weeks before he died and that's like the third time that's happened to me and i'm starting to think that the movies i watch make people die i, I think so i think you're cursed <laughs> it happened friend. with uh unfortunately it happened with anton yelchin mm-hmm. i watched green room like green room yeah two weeks before he died uh happened with uh um i don't remember who the second person was but it definitely happened with charles groden and mm-hmm. I'm, now I'm, I'm a little worried <laughs> yeah well stop i hope you don't watch uh, anything with me in it anytime soon Ooh. uh <laughs> but after that uh i've been trying to also catch up with our 2021 films that i have to do uh so i watched the woman in the window which uh i didn't like that much yeah it's not great it's uh, it really isn't no matter for me no matter really what it's got a great cast i will say that yeah, but it's it is all over the place for me, and I think for the review I put, I want to punch not the cat in this movie, just the swift right hook. That'd be great, uh, <laughs> and that's that's really all I'll say. I don't really have too much to say about that. Yeah. Um, uh, after that, I watched Kingsglaive, Final Fantasy fifteen movie. Uh, I'm a nerd. I love Final Fantasy games, and this story for Final Fantasy fifteen was great. So that's really why I watched it. It was okay. I wish the voice acting was a little bit, you know, different and better. But, you know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Moving on after that, 
I don't know why I watched half the films that I watched this week. Maybe just to get them off my Netflix like roster, my list. Major Pain, uh, with a uh, was it Damon Wayne, I think. Uh, yeah. It was it was it was okay. It was very very okay. Uh, I mean, I see why people like it in the '90s. It's a '90s movie for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It was just very goofy in not the greatest of ways. After that, I watched Before I Wake with, uh, what's uh, what's this kid's name? Tremblay? Jacob Tremblay, that's it. Jacob Tremblay. Tremblay. Yeah. It's spelled Tremblay, but because it's French, it's pronounced Tremblay. Sorry, there Tremblay. was an ad in my ear, and I got scared. <laughs> um, that was actually uh, a good movie until the end. Really? Okay. Um, I know you're not probably going to like it because of Mike Flanagan. Uh, he, oh, yeah, I hate he Mike He directed Flanagan. it. Um, hate his work i'm sure he's a great person i want to be very clear about that (laughs) yeah it was it was good film till the end i don't know i don't really care for and this is kind of coming off as rude as shit i don't really care for kate brosworth that much and the hair they gave tom or thomas jane was quite a choice but other (laughs) than that you know it was it was a good film the ending kind of was rough but yeah. you know it is what it is other than that i think it was a it was a pretty decent movie overall mm-hmm. uh and then after that i watched the witcher nightmare of the wolf which is a animated movie that just came out for the witcher uh series uh kind of like a prequel movie but i don't really necessarily necessarily know if it has anything to do with the series on netflix itself i'm not sure i just watched it it was okay it was cool if you like the, the witcher like whole book series, games, whatever, you might like this. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, then after that, I watched Concrete Cowboy with Idris Elba and... The kid from Stranger Things, right? Yes, Caleb McLaughlin. Yeah. Um, he, they, this movie is great. It actually takes place in Philly, so I wanted to nice. tell you, hey, we sh- you should watch this because... And that will be 100%. They say, they say John! They say John in this. Oh my goodness! Now it's uh, it's. it's I gotta, get, the, I gotta get on that, John. Yeah, it's about the uh, people who who uh, live on Fletcher Street, and uh, they have like these stables. <laughs> I think I just made the dog bark by doing that. <laughs> and uh, it's it's a really good film. Um, <coughs> and uh, Caleb is fantastic in it. There was not as much as Reese as I would have liked, but it's not really about him. Yeah, it's about this this kid who's kind of getting out of being this this you know, bad kid, this, like, juvenile. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets through that with the, you know, the Fletcher Street Cowboys or whatever they're actually called. Um, it's a really, really wholesome film. It's really cool. And uh, Caleb's great in it. I think he's, he's definitely one of the better actors coming out of Stranger Things, and I hope yeah. he continues to have a good career. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I watched uh, Gunpowder Milkshake, which is what kind of name? just a... Kind of just a... <laughs> How do I put this? Kind of another mindless hitman type universe thing, uh, where they they build their whole universe like a John Wick. Everything's kind of compared to John Wick because it just obviously did it that's the best. That's the problem. I yeah. I mean, well, John Wick like after John. The, that's the problem I have with movies in general is like when one thing succeeds, you see mm-hmm. a bunch of imitators. Yeah. When if 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 film were a perfect art. Which it damn near is, in my opinion. But, you know, if it were 100% perfect, once something has been perfected, such as John Wick, mm-hmm. no more would come out from it. You're not going to yeah. match it. So, <laughs> yes, uh, for me, this was this was fun. Uh, you got a great cast of women in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen, Karen Gillan, uh, uh, Lena Headey, uh, Chloe Coleman, uh, Carly, 
Carla Gugina and Michelle Yao. Angela Bissett. There's, there's a bunch of people. Paul, uh, Paul Giamatti's in this. Uh, is it Ralph Ineson? It, oh, you know 100% it's Ineson. And if I, you Google I it, Google sure, is wrong. I remember, I remember doing the whole skit, but I, after, I don't remember what Google said. Google said Ineson, Ineson which yeah. is wrong. Yeah, so uh, Ralph Ineson's in it. He's kind of a, just a bad guy in it, mm-hmm. but, you know, I love his voice. It's uh, I just want him to talk to me and wake me up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Wake the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. So deep. yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's a good mindless uh, hitman movie. I, th- I think Karen Gillan's great in it. Everybody's great in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, you know, we've seen so many of these lately. It's hard to just be like, oh yeah, this was above and beyond the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure they're doing a sequel. I, I'm not against watching it in any sort of way. I'd be willing to absolutely watch it when it comes out. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just another one of those movies yeah, for me. And uh, after that, I watched Bound, and then that's we're 20 minutes later, we can actually start talking about things. Yes. Well, I got one piece of news first. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of course, it's a downer. Uh, Ed Asner actually passed away today, the day of recording, August oh, we got 29th. a double downer then. Oh, boy. Uh, and uh, you, for those of you who don't know, Ed Asner was Carl in Up. Uh, he was Santa and Elf. Um, mm-hmm. Many of uh, the older generations would know him as Lou Grant and Mary, Mary Tyler Moore Show. Uh, just a great, great actor. Uh, he has 397 credits to his name, and uh, he has actually 417 if you count all the ones that he is not going to be able to complete because mm-hmm. they're in pre-production or announced. And you know, assuming they don't do any bullshittery with like CGI and shit, which I am very against, unless it states in their will that they can do that. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So Ed Asner. Great, great talent that, uh, yeah, died at the age of 91, so he lived a long and fruitful life. Mm-hmm. For uh, for the double downer, I'll just hit it real quick. Uh, we're going to switch that age backwards to 19. Ooh. And uh, Matthew Mindler from, uh, he was in the movie Our Idiot Brother. Uh, he was 19 years old, uh, found dead uh, after find, or after being missing. Uh for a last the last week, and uh, this is actually near us, so Millersville, uh, Millersville, uh, Pennsylvania. Oh damn! That kind of I'm not gonna say child star, but you know he was he was an actor yeah. at one point before he, I guess he, he was, was found in Pennsylvania. I I mean I guess he was living in Pennsylvania, going oh, yeah, to college in uh, he's Millersville. He's from he's from Manor Township, so that mm-hmm. makes sense. But yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, I don't know I don't know what exactly happened, but apparently he was found dead as well. Yeah. Uh, well. It's very sad. Um, yes. So, again, downers everywhere. Absolutely. Uh, let's get into Bound. Something's going to come along like it was made for you. Something that's going to fit you like a glove. And that part of you that you got hidden away right now, that part of you that we know ain't straight, that's never going to be straight. Is going to whisper in your ear. Just three little words. I want out. What a way to transition that. <laughs> uh, bound. Tough ex-con Corky and her lover Violet uh, concoct a scheme to steal millions of stashed mob money and pin the blame on Violet's crooked boyfriend Caesar. 
Ooh. Uh, written and directed by Lana and Lily Wachowski, starring Jennifer Tilly, Gina Garrison, Joe Pantoliano, uh, and John P. Ryan. Uh, Christopher Maloney is in there as well uh, for all us, for all of those Law & Order fans or just nice butt fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, that's what Instagram and TikTok love him for is his butt. So, yeah, stop sexualizing Christopher Maloney. Stop Unless he's down for it, then just go for it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is a, a uh, it was chosen by Streaming Roulette, and uh, yeah, I guess we should get into it. Where mm-hmm. do we start? Uh, we start by saying this is the uh, one of the first, if not the actual first. I don't know if they did short films or anything like that. Uh, this is their first full length, at least, film bound, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is pretty. I've I've never actually watched most of their films at all. Not even the Matrix ones. I think I watched one and two, but I don't even remember two at all. Uh, two um, is terrible. Everyone says three is worse, but I think three kind of uh, leans into how dumb it is, whereas mm-hmm. Reloaded tries to be smart, but is stu- super dumb. So. Actually, I lied. Uh, they did Cloud Atlas. I guess they wrote for Cloud Atlas. They directed uh, Cloud Atlas as oh, well. did they? And Speed Racer. Yeah, have they, you seen Speed I Racer? I guess they do. I have not seen Speed Racer. What about Jupiter Ascending? Uh, absolutely not. Yeah. Well, most of their movies are misses. They're, they're, uh, yeah. the, the Matrix is good. Uh, I did, they, all right, so I did watch Cloud Atlas, The Matrix, and then obviously this. The rest are kind of not seen. I um, have seen... So as far as most of their career goes, I've never actually seen yeah. most of their stuff. I think I've seen all, if not most of it. Uh, not Sense8. I have not seen Sense8. Yeah. Um, but I've well, that's a TV series. One, uh, one yeah, it's, two, it's on three. Netflix, I think. I've seen all of their feature films now that I've seen Bound. So there's that. Okay. There you go. Uh, I'm kind of a Wachowski connoisseur. Uh, yeah. Name three <laughs> movies now. The Matrix, The Matrix, Matrix. Reloaded, The Matrix, Matrix. Revolutions. <laughs> Um, oh man! But yeah, I kind of liked the style from this from the get go. It's obviously like their visual style. They 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 have a very good uh, idea of how to move the camera in an interesting way, mm-hmm. uh, and they they mix that with like the the old uh, noir style of writing, um, where you know it's kind of like everyone's talking in hushed tones and just trying to seduce the fuck out of each other, yeah, of course. Uh, with, with just with what they say. Uh, and I mean, and Jennifer Tilly's like the queen of doing that too. Yeah, so. I mean, the, the, her her voice. She could be ordering a Big Mac, and it would just be like, oh yes, you can have a Big <laughs> yes, Mac, Jennifer Tilly. You want, you want two? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was actually really impressed with this movie. Uh, you know, for being a first time film, mm-hmm. usually the technical the technicalities of it are the things that falter. But yeah. I think technically this is a very strong film. I'm not a huge fan of the story. I think it's kind of boring and, and uh, at, at points. I enjoyed it for the most part, but yeah. at points it's boring and like it's just, okay, move it along. Let's get this done. We know where this is going. Uh, and uh, But once once the main part of the plot, which is the scheme to steal the millions, um, once that actually gets going it becomes very interesting it just takes a while to get to that mm-hmm. yeah because you're at first they're they're building this relationship with the two main characters yeah and that that absolutely needed to happen i mm-hmm. was just this is more on me than it is yeah them. No, no. i just don't care about relationships in movies at all i don't care about ro- romantic relationships unless that is the plot mm-hmm. um 
where uh and whereas, for 15 minutes in we got to see that plot absolutely <laughs> we got to see so many plots you got so um, many plots <laughs> no it's it's a very erotic movie uh and you know i could see why people like it for that alone if that's mm-hmm. what what you're into um i'm glad it really only happened once too so yeah, it, it didn't it, happen it, multiple times it was very, very sexual throughout the first half, and then it didn't really revisit that much afterwards, mm-hmm. which was really great, because uh, if, it, if it spent too much time on that, it just would have been way too distracting and took away from the other half of the film, which was probably the better part, obviously. Uh, I think in both of our opinions, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad, it, I'm glad it strayed away from that. Um, and it was... You know, I, I did like the story a lot as well. I just I, realized I have no idea what I just agreed to, but I'm assuming that I that the second half is better than the first. Oh yes, yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just yes. said yeah while yeah. like trying to read up on stuff. Uh, but <laughs> I don't always do that, but every now and then I was just oh, oh yeah, but yeah, the second half is definitely better than the first. Sorry to interrupt you. I just realized I should should throw that out there. Disgusting. Uh, I'm no, sorry. I, I think I think the setup for it is is really great and. I think I think Joe's character was was really well done. Joe oh, Pantoliano, uh, he he killed it and throughout this whole thing. I've only seen him in a few things as well. Obviously, Matrix is yeah. one of them. Daredevil's uh, another one. Which Bad is, Boys one yeah. and two and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah, I think he he was great in this movie. Yeah, and just his whole character and just flipping out and shit. He's great for the angry flip outs. Oh yeah, the the. Uh, uh, angry italian more or less um mm-hmm. and i'm saying that because he's italian and all the characters he plays happen to be italian yeah uh where he is angry at least like in percy jackson and the olympians uh his name is gabe ugliano so that's a very italian <laughs> name um but yeah I, I i love uh i love joe panto liano i think he's easily the best part of the Matrix, the first Matrix, and I'm sure many people will disagree because you got Neo and you got Morpheus, yeah. but there is no story without Joe Pantoliano's character. Uh, and he's the only uh, he's honestly, the only. There's no story here without Joe either. There isn't. There really isn't. And, uh, you know, maybe that's a Wachowski thing. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I think we've cracked the code. We, we've cracked the code. We. This is like the third movie in a row that we've cracked a code oh, for. Go all of these ones and zeros. We're seeing them now. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I think um, his character is just the best written. Uh, a lot of the dialogue between the two women kind of seemed... Uh, I don't want to say unrealistic because I'm not a lesbian, so I have no idea how lesbians interact with each other but uh like one of the lines she's talking about a a very small tattoo Mm -hmm. uh, in in one of the seduction scenes and jennifer taylor's just like oh yeah it took her all day to do i'm like if you had a tattoo artist who took all day to do that you (laughs) should get your money back because it's it is like two inches long i have an like a, a a quarter of a sleeve that was done in an hour and a half uh, and so, yeah, it's just when I, I laughed out loud when they said that, because I was like, they there's no way. They were just trying to seduce each other, and she was we, doing it. If that were the case, sure. But, you know, mm-hmm. I I am usually the one being seduced. I don't do the seducing, so I don't know how to. Yeah, I, I'm well aware <laughs> of that. <laughs> um, no, it was it was goofy, some of the things that they said to each other, especially at the end. The end quote had me dying. I was like, uh, what was it? It was like. You know what the difference is between you and me, Violet? She says, no, I don't know why or what. 
she's like, I don't know either. And then that was, I just started laughing. I was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, it seems like that they they wrote it and they were just like, fuck it, That's let's perfect. just keep it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, the dialogue is definitely the weakest part. However, I will say, usually in movies that have schemes, you can see like a plot hole in, mm-hmm. or like a, a, a thought hole, if you will, in their scheme where like the person coming up with the plot obviously forgot to think of a very important part. Mm-hmm. The the plan they came up with for anyone other than Joe Pantoliano was legitimately brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Joe Pantoliano's character just became super paranoid and that kind of ruined it. Uh, should they have thought about the paranoia aspect? Yeah, maybe. But, you know, I, th- I, I thought it was a really clever yeah. uh, scheme they came up with, um, which is hard to do uh in, in these kinds of movies usually there's just like okay that's dumb but um yeah I, I i think the the biggest problem with this movie is its length i don't think it needs an hour and 50 minutes um no nah, a, a good shaving of like 15 minutes or so could have helped yeah, a lot and a lot of it off the the beginning too mm-hmm. uh and then some parts that became repetitive towards the end um I yeah, think, I mean, I think the biggest problem for me with this was that no one lived in this apartment, apparently, <laughs> this this building. Oh, uh, yeah. And no one called when there was bullets getting shot. I mean, they 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 did once. The, I mean, then, they yeah, they established that the, the walls are super thin, too. Yeah. And then nobody called whenever there was more gunshots and just like, you know, they were running through the halls screaming each other's name. Nobody called the cops again after that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. I guess they just really think that TV's that loud. <laughs> yeah, apparently. It was, it was really goofy, but I mean, I got over it to continue yeah, the story. Yeah, it, it, it like is that. something that, like, oh, you think about once and then you kind of mm-hmm. suspend your disbelief for it. Um, but, uh, like, the. It not only that, but, like, it's it's kind of like. I know in the 90s that that was probably a beautiful apartment, but it's kind of like a. a shitty looking apartment to me where like just the way it's designed and stuff i know that's subjective and everything but i would never want to live in an apartment that looked like that (laughs) i would just be like it feels like there's jizz coming out of the walls it looks like the set of a porno (laughs) oh wow for the first 15 minutes it there was going to be (laughs) well yeah but then they went to the 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 other woman's uh house that she had a mattress on the basement Mm -hmm. on the basement on the floor floor Um, I don't really have too much to say about this. No, it's, it's it's a very hard movie to talk about. I think I think the setup for it was great. I think the plan was great, and I think the the whole uh, the whole sequence at towards the end where they're trying to like figure out where the money is, or while Joe's trying to figure out where the money went, is fantastic. And I think Joe kills it. I think Jennifer Tilly and uh, Gina Gershon were great as well. Yeah. Um, but it's just a really hard movie to talk about. Further than that, I think it's it's just one of those. Ones that you watch and have fun with, and then, I mean, it's really hard to critique, honestly. I think it's a great first film for the Wachowskis, for sure. Yeah, definitely. It it Um, is great. Um, And I can definitely see how they they got interest enough to do The Matrix after this. mm Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it's. I I think the pacing is a big problem of it, and just the old all, the overall story. But again, that is just my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure there's others who would disagree. Uh, I'm just not interested in side romances, uh, which, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, this romance is very important to it. Yeah, sure, whatever. But 
the plot is stealing the money and trying to get out of the mob. It's not the romance. I yeah. I'm not for those B pl- plot romances personally. If you are, that's fine. You know what? I'm I'm willing to admit something. Ooh, go for it. I often get these two actors mixed up, Jennifer Tilly and Joey Lauren Adams, constantly. Who's jo- Joey Lauren Adams? She's been in like Chasing Amy, Days and Confused, Big Daddy. Oh, they do have very similar voices, yeah. Yeah. And how could you forget Biodome? That's and like bio, how dare Tisk Glenn? How dare that? That is her Citizen Kane. I always <laughs> get these two mixed up. And um, it, it hurts my head. I'm yeah. Like, oh, she's great in all those movies, and then I realize I'm like, oh wait, she's been in all these shitty movies. <laughs> Jennifer Tilly's had a pretty. I mean, for good for good for her career because she's been done a lot of things with like Chucky and shit like that. But yeah. But also, that's not really the best career either, as far as that goes. I mean, yeah, the, hey, I mean, then again, it's not me. It's not me. They've hey. both been able to make money, absolutely, acting, which is great. Good for them. Uh, but yeah, I could definitely see vocally how they mm-hmm. they don't re- really look too much alike. But not really. Yeah. Vo- voice wise, yes, I see that. But never forget Biodome ever again. Never, I'll never do it again. That's never do it. Uh, but yeah, that I guess that's our review, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I don't really. I yeah. don't know right. where I could go. So that brings us to the judgment for Bound. Does it become a little shelf boy and go on our KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden, or does it get thrown in the trash? Uh, above Spring Breakers and uh, Pink <laughs> Pink Flamingos, which have both been thrown in the trash. Um, Those are at the bottom of the trash for different reasons, but yeah. similar reasons at the same time. Uh, Glenn, I'm going to make you go first since you made me do the movies first. That's fine. Um, I don't necessarily think I would put this on the shelf. I think it's a great film for the Wachowskis as far as like you know directorial debuts or anything mm-hmm. goes. But uh, I mean, I I liked the movie. I don't. I just don't know if I would put it on a whole shelf and rewatch it again ever. Uh, it sounded blunt, and maybe it was, but uh, it's true. I think it's it's a great movie, but you know, I don't know if I'm that interested in ever really recommending it or anything like that again i wholeheartedly agree Mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's a great first film never gonna watch it again uh we'll probably remember bits and pieces of it but overall like 10 years from now i see myself being like i don't remember that movie much but i remember i'm never gonna watch it again (laughs) uh so bound does not make it onto the kfr shelf with the likes of apostle and handmaiden but it doesn't go in the trash with spring breakers and pink flamingos either Mm -hmm. uh that brings us to our plugs for this week since i made you do the judgment first i'll go first for plugs my plug uh, we talked about Green Knight earlier with movies I saw this week. Uh, I am going to plug uh, the Green Knight director, who is David Lauer, breaks down the Green Knight's introduction scene in Vanity Fair's YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, where it's it's not even the introduction scene. Unless you mean, oh yeah, I guess it is. Okay. The way it's phrased is weird because it makes it seem like they're talking about the opening scene of the Green Knight. Mm-hmm. But they're talking about the scene that introduces the character of the Green Knight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, David Lowry has a, it's a 15 minute video where David Lowry breaks it down, tells you a lot about how they shot it, uh, how they edited it and everything. Okay. It's, it's just really interesting. Uh, David Lowry is one of my favorite directors. Uh, you know, especially of those who have less than 10 films. Um, I think he's got a lot of promise for his future. And yeah, so that is the Green Knight director breaks down the Green Knight's introductory scene on Vanity Fair's YouTube channel. Hell yes. Hi, I'm David Lowry, writer and director of The Green Knight, and this is Notes on a Scene. 
I grew up just loving the Arthurian legends and all the stories of the knights and their quests. And at some point, a couple years ago, I just, I kind of felt like making a fantasy film. I really love movies like Willow and uh, Excalibur, and I just wanted to make one of my own. And I remembered this poem, I remembered the story, and thought that it would make an excellent template for uh, my own take on a, a medieval quest film. The scene we are watching today is the one in which Sir Gawain meets the Green Knight for the first time. Uh, mine's gonna be a little bit more of a cop-out than yours. Yours is so much better than mine, and I'm just gonna make this quick because I'm cringing just thinking about it anyway. Uh, I made us a TikTok. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, is that live now? <laughs> that is that is live. Uh, we don't really have any videos just yet. I'm trying to come up with some ideas for some stuff yeah. uh, and see what we can do with it. Um, not necessarily a fan of TikTok, but I know it's a platform we should be on and that we will and are now going to be on. <laughs> get the Zoomers. We got to get these Zoomers. We're doing yes. it. So uh, just heads up. Hey, we have a TikTok. That is my plug. It's Keystone film review obviously. i'm gonna create a tiktok just to watch that unless you want to send me every video you post i'm gonna i'm gonna create one just to dislike all of these videos how about that <laughs> no i just want to see what you post i don't really Abs want absolutely. a tiktok so if you send me the videos i won't create one but mm -hmm. yeah it's up to you i got um, you baby <clears throat> yeah so those are our plugs for this week that brings us to our assignment for next week um talked about a video last week uh that i watched called uh, shiva baby or uh, the movie Shiva Baby that I heard of from the uh, 10 movies that are nearly perfect uh, video that was on what culture. Mm -hmm. uh, so I am picking a movie from that list, and that movie is called Dave Made a Maze. And, you know, if, if you're a little worried that this is not going to be easy to find, don't worry. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime, IMDb TV, Tubi, Peacock, Voodoo, Crackle, Jesus. Sling, Sling TV, Fubo TV, and Philo. Uh, everything. IMDb, IMDb TV and Tubi and Voodoo and Crackle do not uh, include subscriptions, so you could just watch it. Just watch it on those. The other ones are subscriptions based. Uh, but yeah, that is Dave made a maze on all of those things. We're going to be watching on an on Amazon because it's easier. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. And that is uh, written uh, written by Steven Sears and Bill Watterson, directed by Bill Watterson, starring Mira Rohit Kumbani, Nick Thune, Adam Bush, and James Urbaniak. Uh, Dave, an artist who has yet to complete anything significant in his career, builds a fort in his living room out of pure frustration, only to wind, out, wind up trapped by the fantastical pitfalls, booby traps, and critters of his own creation. So essentially, he makes a maze out of cardboard in his thing, and it creates like this portal that he can't get out of. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so it seems very interesting, and that is why I wanted to watch it. So that is Dave Made a Maze. On literally everything but, like, Netflix and Hulu, yep. <laughs> essentially. Uh, yeah, so check that out. I'm really excited about this. I like Dave – or, sorry, I like Nick Thune, who plays Dave. He's a stand-up comedian that's really funny. Mm -hmm. uh, and, yeah, I am looking forward to this. And Dave made a maze. Got it. Hey! What the – Hey, baby! Welcome home. What is this? I built a labyrinth. Have you been working on this all weekend? Uh, I'm lost. It's cardboard. I know, but it's much bigger on the inside. I'm going into the maze. No! I don't want you to get lost. Okay, just ignore me. Do what you're doing. Put some music over this. It'll be a montage. It'll be awesome.
Can we go in the maze now? Let's go. Go, 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 go. Yeah, so that is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. TikTok, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we're probably, like, trying to act 20 years younger and doing flossing and whatever else you kids do on tiktok i'm definitely gonna do the silhouette challenge i can tell you oh my god i just had a heart attack (laughs) waiting for that yes (laughs) i'm not gonna do that damn it uh i'm I'm too sexy you'll die (laughs) bye everybody Bye.